So over the past four episodes of the podcast, we have discussed the advanced framework. We began with the what. The what is the idea in your head. And then we move to the how. That is the implementation with your hands. And then the why. That is the thing that is driving you. It is in your heart. And from there, we discuss the who. That's the interdependence. That's the people that are around you. The group that you are on that bus with doing life with. This finally leads us to the final ladder, the final rung there, you individuality and here is why this one is important because everything that you do in life the ideas that you have the 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 what uh, the implementation and how you manage your schedule and adapt the skill levels and the talents and the time and the focus and the energy the the why that intensity that's inside of you that's overflowing all of this and even the relationships that you have it's all a reflection of the person that you are and the person that you are becoming. So you cannot overlook in all of this who you are. You matter. Hey friends, I wanted to take a few moments from the podcast just to let you know about a unique relationship that I have for which I'm very thankful for. Back in 2018, I began working in some capacity on staff with Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. Now, I say some capacity because there is a long story behind it that I will tell you on an upcoming episode of the Advanced Cast. Uh, However, through that relationship with the founder and executive director, Bob Waldrop, who started Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture back in 2008 as a means to engage people about the current cultural issues of the day in the public sphere from the standpoint of faith and hope and uh, empowerment, because of that relationship, we have the opportunity now to run the advance not as a for-profit organization or not as a moneymaker, but really we can run this as a nonprofit. That means that we're empowered now to help people wherever they are and move them to where they're designed to be. And that means that if part of your unique call is to jump on board with us and help us create a movement, once again, that empowers people to move from where they are to where they're designed to be. If you want to help a movement that's designed to help people move from where they are to where they're designed to be in in every area of life, whether that's in the area of their family or their finances or their health or what they do for work as they find and fulfill their purpose or even their faith life, as we really feel that faith should infuse all of this, then I would encourage you to follow the link below at the show notes and just go over to Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. Learn more about the incredible organization that Bob founded there that has released multiple documentaries on post-traumatic stress disorder, on moral injury, on even families. Learn about several of the books that uh, I've honestly been fortunate enough to work with them as he's created, uh, learn more about how you can even give a designated uh, one-time or recurring donation to the advanced movement. Those are, because it's a 501c3, all tax deductible. You'll have to get with your attorney as you sort through all the details. But I thank you so much for following along, listening to the podcast. We'll get back to the show right now. Talk to me about it, Randy. Come on. Uh, I was thinking when you were talking, I was thinking about uh, 
personality profiles and what happens in because uh, we do these things with personality profiles, either with parents. I've done it with, uh, you know, in a variety of settings. I do it in business settings as yeah. well. Um, when sometimes we think our personality is like a shortfall or whatever, but it's amazing what happens when 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 somebody realizes who they are. I, I notice this mostly with uh, student pastors, the ones who found out that they were the the I personality type. You know, the extroverted people. Yeah, the thing. outgoing. And, all of a sudden, it was like they just magnet. Then they got stupid extroverted after that meeting. It was like somebody gave them the okay to gave them permission to be to be who they were. And I know it's not going where you are, but it is interesting to me. The more you know yourself, the more you feel free. If you like that self, right to to live life. Well, even that's a great example though, because you want you want to be a healthy version of the actual version <laughs> exactly. of yourself, not the obnoxious version <laughs> right. of the actual. In fact, we'll talk about that in a moment <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Let's break it down. I've, I've got three observations about the you. The first one is this: is you really have got to figure out a way to live inside out. Uh, I don't I don't know another way to say it, but I, I think this will help us encapsulate it. You need to continue working on you while you're working on the dream. So what we're not saying is punt the dream until you get to the point that you've reached some artificial level of perfection in and of yourself. That's never going to happen. You're going to consistently work on the dream and consistently work on you mm-hmm. the entire time. You know, once you achieve some of these dreams, you're going to have another one. That's going to be even bigger. You hit this certain goal in business, you're going to to have another dream. You get a certain milestone in marriage, you're going to have another dream. Oh, it could be even better. You hit a certain level in health and fitness, oh, it could be even better. You're going to constantly be working on those dreams. You you raise your kids, well, now the dream's going to change because now they're out of the house. they got kids of their own. So it's, it's always going to be constantly evolving, and you're going to constantly be working on you. So it's not an either or. It's a both end. You're always going to be living from the inside out. Right. It's always going to be that. Uh, I, interestingly enough, when we were putting together the information for this podcast, look back, there's a Yale study that I referenced in the advanced book uh, and in the advanced audio book that affirmed that, now catch this, 15% of the people who, now their, their phrase is succeed. Now we've defined success as living up to your God-given potential in each area of life. Mm-hmm. I still think it applies. 15% of the people who succeed do so because of education or because of skill. So that's by something external that they've acquired. Right. 85% of people who succeed do so because of their interpersonal skill. Uh, A couple years ago, I read a book about emotional health when I was writing the book Soul Wholeness. Mm -hmm. And that book... That, that I referenced, I, I don't remember the name of it, affirmed that EQ, emotional quotient, right. is more important than IQ. Sure. And whereas IQ seems to be, I don't know if this is true, they say that your IQ is a static number that you can't grow. I, I don't know that I agree with that. They say EQ, you can radically grow in your relational skill and in your ability to connect with other people. And so our first point right here, and I'd love your reflection on it, is live from the inside out. Work on you the entire time. Always be working on you. Yeah, yeah. You know, when, when you talk, I think about several things in my own life. When I was first in youth ministry, 
I don't know where it came from, but my thought was, if I get kids to love me, then you like me, then I can really impact their life. And somewhere there was that moment where it was like, how about if I just become a better version of me and I love on them as opposed to trying to make them love me. It was a monumental shift in my life in ministry. Yeah. And I realized some people naturally do that. I'm just slow. I'm on the short bus kind of thing, you know, but but it was monumental for me. So shifting that in me, that you part of me and working on me to say, quit worrying about what they think of you. You just love them. It's going to make a better difference than anything was when I saw my youth ministry begin to, to, to take off. Not numer- although it did numerically, but I mean, just people's, the kids' lives began to come alive because of that. Well, it makes so much more sense because when, when you're working on you, you you are at that point working on the only thing that you can control. Mm-hmm. And we, we don't have as much control of ourselves, even as we think, but that is the thing we can control the most is you. Right. You can't control other people's responses. You can't control, even in business, you can't control the market conditions. You can't control uh, so many other variables with family and what those people in the family are going to do. You can't control, uh, you know, the financial situation. You can't, I mean, for goodness sake, in the last week, didn't a bank just tank? Right. Uh, you can't control so many things, but you can. Yes. Or, or you have the most control over you. So... What's interesting is so many times we blame so many external factors on things that are outside of our control. Right. right. But we don't take the time to work on the one thing we can control. That's you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Yep. Start think, there. Yeah. Because I think another shift that I, that I had to make was uh, – Thinking that I didn't need anybody help because I thought faster, better than ever. In my young days, I was really, really, you know, stupid. But you think that, and then you realize I'm hitting a wall, and I want to blame everything. And I realize the problem is I'm afraid to ask for help. And until I'm vulnerable enough to say I don't know that, can you help me? Until I became that, not it's not about the other person, it's about me recognizing yeah. that you need help. Uh, that was hard for me to. to to, to realize, but it's made the difference. And again, in who I am, just realizing, no, I should ask for help. People want to help you. I never thought that was, that was a thing. Huh? Yeah, that's true. Well, that's back to the who that's back to the previous thing. Mm-hmm. So you start seeing how all these kind of fit together and work. And then really, you know, it's not like you move from one to the next. I, I, I do know when you're climbing a ladder, like to get up on the roof outside of my house right there, mm-hmm. you kind of leave one rung behind as you go up the others. But with this, it's not really that. You you just add more layers to it. You're going deeper and higher and stronger all at one time. Uh, so, so point number one, observation number one about you is to begin living from the inside out. Work on the only thing that you can control, which is you. Number two is realize that as you grow and get closer to achieving these dreams, everything about you is going to become intensified. Uh, let me explain what I mean. A couple years ago, I was in home-based business industry, you know, network marketing, and every now and then somebody would level up and all of a sudden they're making exponentially more money than they were making in their previous career. And you would hear this phrase, oh, success went to their head. 
success changed them. Right, right. And and when you step back, you, you know, over time, I thought, yeah, that's true. Success did change them. And then we had a little bit of success, and I'm thinking, wait, hold on. I don't think that success changes people. I think success removes the artificial constraints that are in place, and all of a sudden you see people for who they truly are yeah. the entire time. So, uh, you know, you know, one of my friends, once they had some success, he started making all these mission trips. You know, he, he didn't, he wasn't working a nine to five. All of a sudden he's got a little bit of free time. He's got a little bit of extra money. And so anytime, like, I mean, I even saw him like one time I watched the news, there was a hurricane out in Texas and I turned on the news and like, he's on the news. Like just in the background, helping right. on a tr- I was like, "Is that is that him?" I'm like, well, golly, that's I called him. I was like, "Hey, I saw the news today. Were you at?" He goes, "Yeah, I was." I was like, "I guess natural disasters are your hobby now." It's like, "I, I guess they are." Yeah, it's funny. Okay, so that drive. He was always a servant. Uh, he was always you know holding the door open or taking the umbrella out when it's raining at church, and he's gonna help right. people in. You know, always somebody's in need at the church. Hey, let's take them some food. But all of a sudden, when he has more success, he's got more time. He has more money, more margin. Okay, it just amplifies sure. what was already true of him. He's already a guy that's very giving. Uh, is that yeah? You, you see yeah. what I'm I, saying? I, I don't know where this thought came from, but success is like alcohol in that. I guess in some sense, because you give a guy some alcohol and he starts doing things, you, and he wants to blame it on why just because I was drinking. I was drunk. No, that just reveal you started hitting on that girl, and you're married. The alcohol didn't make you. Yeah, do alcohol that. didn't it just reveal that, what you. was in your heart. And so, in a sense, I guess that you're right. That's what success is. It's I just think, like that. Well, I think Malcolm Gladwell. He actually had in one of his books. He had a section about drinking. Uh-huh. And and that's what he said. Is it like it, people go? Well, they were drunk. They were out of their mind. And like he scientifically went through and researched. Because right. you know all his books, how he does. He's like, no, it just zones in and makes you more focused on who you actually were. It doesn't. It, it doesn't re- – it, yeah. So, I mean, to your point, though, to bring it to me, you know, full force, it just feels like if I'm not working on me, when success comes, I'm going to train wreck it. Hey, I wanted to invite you to take a look down in the show notes. There is an identity course. It's an audiobook, actually, available there for you. Every course on this site is just 10 bucks. And let me say this too, right now we do have a few books like the planner that you can purchase. Everything else is audio. Here's why. Uh, We really thought that it was important as we rolled out the new website not to have a bunch of video courses. We don't want you spending time watching a class uh, when you could invest that time with your family. And so what we'd prefer for you to do is just listen to the audio while you're driving, while you're exercising, while you're doing the grind of some of the other important things that you do every day. And this course is all about who you are. Now, in this episode of the podcast, we refer to that. And so identity, if you don't know who you are, you will scramble and hustle to create that identity through externals, through achievements, through accolades, through some sort of affirmation from other people. And what you need to understand is that your identity has already been settled once for all time. And then you need to live out all of the gifts, all the skills, all of the abilities that you have, probably the same things that you would do 
to attain the identity, you do those things from a completely different center. Uh, The identity course is down below, just $10. Take advantage of that if you want to learn more about this important subject of who you are. Well, I mean, yeah, we're going to see all this. So I I wrote a couple points down here. When, When success comes, it's going to intensify the first thing is just your idiosyncrasies. Right. Those are the odd, morally neutral attributes that make you who you are. Uh, so, you know, years ago, again, when we go back to the home-based business industry, there was a guy writing about him in the book, in, in the big advance book. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was always kind of this rough and tough, very gentle, gracious guy. In fact, we had him speak on stage at some of the events before. And once he he was a chiropractor. And so he's always wearing a white coat, you right. know, hair very clean cut, you know, has a beard. But as soon as he retires from being a chiropractor, he's just working from home. Man, out comes the beard, long <laughs> hair. Right. It's you know, I mean, he, he looks like Grizzly Adams. You know, he's fit. It looks like a lumberjack, Paul Bunyan right. type thing. What what did success do? Well, it just removed the artificial constraints of you got to show up sure. to work and you got to look all prim and proper. Right. That wasn't who he is. It's morally neutral. You know, arguably, he's he's more fun when you see the true personality of everything about him. Sure. Because he's not constrained anymore. Uh, success also highlights the incredible uniqueness. Okay, so that that's like the example before about the guy that's making these mission trips. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, like, this is his skill. Now he's got margin. Success has amplified that. Success also, though, and here's here's the problem it will highlight your issues sure so it will amplify not just the morally neutral fun things not just the incredible uniqueness that you have but also if you are insecure right now and you think well, when i have more money or when i have a better promotion or when i get to this health goal or when I get to this, well, yeah, fill in the blank, whatever. When I, when I get to that, all of a sudden, like it's going to, everything's going to be right. No, it's it, at that point, it will just amplify whatever issue it is that you have that you need to work on now, except for at that point, more people will see that issue. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Right. It'll give the issue a bigger stage along with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> We need to start working on ourselves. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you got to work on, yeah, you, you like th- that's the point is if you know that okay, just work work on you now. Mm-hmm. Right. And and not so that this stuff doesn't come out. I mean, you want it to come out. You want it to come out with the sure. people on your bus and the people that are close to you and trust them to correct and help and shape sharpen. Um but work on it even now. Couple verses I want to highlight as you start working on you is, is to realize this too. Uh, Ephesians two eight through ten says that grace saves you and it also empowers us to a destiny and a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in fact, here's probably a more direct quote. Paul says, "For by grace you're saved. It's a gift of God, not of your works. So you can't boast about it. God planned this before time began, so that." you would show up for good works that you would walk in. So as you're working on you, as the opportunities are expanding in in every area of life, 
Now you realize the same grace that washed over your sin in the past is the same grace that's going to carry and sustain and move you forward into even more turf, more territory. Uh, Psalms 139, 13, David says that God intentionally knit him together in his mother's womb. Before I was born, he says, Mm -hmm. you knew me. Yeah, come on. Uh, Jeremiah 1, 5. Jeremiah says not only did God create him, but from the time he was born, he says, here's almost the quote, you set me apart from my mother's womb. Right. What did he set you apart for? For good works that Paul said grace saves and grace sustains and empowers you to walk in. Uh, Isaiah 44 suggests all this happened before time began. And then here's, here's kind of the great verse. Because I know guys are listening right now, maybe some gals too, that feel absolutely disqualified mm-hmm. from this. And to be honest, there are probably people who've spoken into your life and say you are disqualified. I've heard that before. Sure. So uh, you probably heard that yeah. before. In Galatians 1.15, Paul reminds us, he says, God set me apart from birth. Now, it's one thing when Jeremiah is told that. Although Jeremiah was human, not perfect. Right. But when Paul says, God set me aside from birth and appointed me to be a, a prophet, an apostle. Not God set me aside to, you know, show up and just, you know, manage my whatever, all, all noble stuff. You got to remember that Paul is the guy that eventually began persecuting the very church that God set him aside as an apostle to build. Exactly. And even his horrible performance didn't disqualify what God was going to do through his life. It was all just somehow inextricably part of the plan. And so what do you do? You trust that God's the author, he's the finisher, he's the sustainer, he's going to work it all together. You work on you, and as you keep taking the next best step, it's all going to work together. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. What do you think? Man, uh, I'm grateful for a God that can uh, harass us in a healthy way, spiritually speaking, to uh, position what needs to happen to get us where we ought to be. And we ought to just get in line with that. And why are we fighting who God has called us to be? I mean, that's really what I take away from this. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Let's talk about number three. Third point is this, interdependence. Uh, so here's here's maybe where I want to land this. As you're working on you, realize that you are not going to, and I, and I know this links back to the previous episode. You're not going to achieve the dreams that you pinned in part one, the what, um, on your own. Right. And if you look at those dreams, and if you're really raw about them, most of those dreams are for others. So they are to benefit your spouse. They are to benefit your family. They are to benefit people that you're with. Or they are even dreams that are done with others. You're not going to build the business on your own, most likely. Not going to achieve the health stuff on your own, most likely. If you do, it still probably has a bigger purpose. So that, like a lot of the health stuff I do, like I do by my, do by myself. Uh, it's kind of my alone time, so I, I can you know get quiet, just do my own thing. Right. Sometimes I go run, pray. But part of the drive for that is like you know flat out, like I want to stay in better shape than the boys. 
we've got five boys that, exactly. you know, I want to still be able to do more pull-ups than them. Right. And still, you know, they look at me and they think, you're so old. And I'm like, yeah, but I can still outrun you and outlift you and all, you know, and all this. Yes. Even though, okay, the idea here is you're not going to achieve your greatest dreams alone. So work now on being the kind of person that connects well with and empowers other sure. people. You need them. They need you. You need that bus we talked about in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. They need a bus too. You know, it, it all kind of sinks and works up together. Yeah, yeah. You circle all the way back. Here's maybe where we land this too, is when you get to number five. So you go to the what. That's number one. It's the what. It's the idea. It's in your head. Number two is the how, implementation, your hands. Three is the why, inspiration, heart. Four, who, interdependence. Five, you, individuality. You kind of circle back. And as you get to be a better you, you keep working on the what. And you get better at it. You get an increased skill at it. You you get greater vision at it. Uh, The more you work on you... The more you prioritize the how, the better you get with a healthy heart, the why, the you know, more creative you get and empowering you get in relationships, it all fits back together. Yeah. And you just keep on going. Keep on working on the one thing you can control, which is you. Good stuff. Hey friends, I wanted to take another break from the podcast to tell you about the Advanced Planner and the audio training that accompanies the Advanced Planner. Now, that planner is a quarterly fill-in-the-blank, you-can-start-at-any-time planner that I use to manage my days. Here's what's really interesting about it. In the beginning, you have all of the personal development resources that we discuss uh, on this podcast, we discuss in the workshop, we discuss at the advanced events. In the back, there is a 10-point breakdown that really tells you how to define your dreams and then move from here to there. Uh, You're going to learn things in the advanced planner. Yes, in the actual planner about managing relationships, about the importance of a power-up routine every morning and a power-down routine every evening. Uh, You're going to learn about charting direction, not distance, about mapping progress as you move towards your dreams. Uh, This is, in my opinion, the absolute best resource to manage and calendar your time and to create that perfect week and perfect month scenario that so often we discuss. Uh, Here's where the tool came from. Several years ago, I was leading the advanced workshops with a team of people, and after the events, guys would create all of these goals and define their dreams, and the general consensus was, we need a tool to actually manage our time in a way that fits, not just with the hours and minutes each day, but fits with the dreams that we've defined as mattering and being important to us. And so with all of that in mind, we stepped back and we created this quarterly planner. Right now, we're making it available to you. It's just 10 bucks. Uh, we'll send you the paper planner in the mail, and you will have instant access to all of the audio training where you can log in as many times as you'd like over and over from all of your devices and follow along through those 13 lessons. That is the advanced planner. All of the information is in the show notes below.